Hello and welcome to Design Break Podcast, a podcasting experience designed to help you break into the creative world, grow your career, and push your potential as a creative professional. I'm your host, Rocky Rourke, and I'm here to help you accomplish all of that. So let's get started. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Design Break Podcast. I'm your host, Rocky Rourke, and today we're going to be talking about something that I have been using for, oh God, how many years now? Eight years, and that is Dribbble. Now, my history of Dribbble starts in 2013 when I was still a senior in college and I went to my first design conference, Creative South. When I was there, I got my Dribbble invite, my invite into Dribbble from my friend Lenny Terenzi. Definitely go check him out. He is Hey Monkey on most social media platforms. Definitely check him out. Um, and I basically started from there. Now, actually, first, before I go any further, I just realized some of you might not even know what Dribble is. Well, Dribble is basically an online community where you can share your designs, your illustrations, your UI, your UX, whatever it is that you're creating to kind of showcase it as a portfolio, but also to get feedback or what you're supposed to do is get feedback from your peers in this amazing environment. It also allows people to find you and hire you depending on if you're paying for a pro account. Now, first off, I have been a pro user with uh, Dribbble for probably the entire time that I have had Dribbble, uh, so about eight years. And I have to say that in the past, I have loved it. I've been a huge uh, fanboy of Dribbble, and I have always uh, been a huge supporter of it. And so I've actually put out content in the past. Uh, in fact, one of my um, view, most viewed videos on YouTube is actually one where I give my top five or top 10 tips and tricks for uh, Dribble and how to get projects, how to you know post on there and get traction and things like that. Now, jumping back into you know my history with Dribble in the past, like I've always loved it. I've loved the community that's behind Dribble. I've loved the support you know of that community, and of course, I've loved the inquiries, the actual paid work that comes from that community. And the one thing I will say though is I've seen it go downhill. Unfortunately, over the last few years, it really has taken a turn. In fact, whenever I post things on Dribble now, I actually don't get uh, as many, you know, likes or comments. Specifically, comments. That's the biggest thing. Is I don't get nearly as many comments from the people that I remember seeing all these years ago. He used to comment so much more on people's Dribble shots. In fact, most of the people who are commenting now on Dribble shots. They're looking for you to look at their stuff and follow them and like their stuff. They don't go out and say that, but that's basically what they're trying to do. And so it's really sad to kind of see the community disappear from Dribble. You know, even as I'm I'm looking on it right now, I, I don't even see as much stuff popping up as I used to. It used to be filled with tons and tons of uh, artwork. Uh, it still is. But I've just noticed that there's been a lot of people who have dropped off from it. And, and myself is actually included in that. I actually go on hiatuses where I don't post on Dribble for anywhere between three to six months worth of time. And then I go through and I schedule lots of uh, Dribble shots. I batch them out and I post things that way. And usually that will increase you know, the number of inquiries that come in and hopefully bring in more work. Now, that has kind of disappeared over the course of the last two years. Uh, I still do get inquiries from time to time, but if you guys are on Dribble yourself, you'll notice that most of the inquiries that are coming in 
they're not as good. They're not as quality. They're not, you know, high quality enough to where, you know, you'll be willing to take them on or you'll be able to take them on because people aren't being educated by dribble. The people who are jumping on there, they're looking for talent. They're not being educated, unfortunately, but we'll actually touch a little bit more on that in a little bit. Now, I've actually been to a Dribble event. I've had friends who have worked at Dribble, um, and I even uh, was invited to the Dribble event for free. I actually, I think it was, I created some sort of illustration for them, and they gave me a free ticket to the LA uh, Dribble Hangtime event. And honestly, I it was fun, but I was kind of let down. Unfortunately, the biggest thing that I've noticed over the course of the last few years with Dribble is this real push to just make money, which of course, there's nothing wrong with that. Every business out there should be trying to make money, especially off of things that they've been doing over a long period of time. You know, for me, I put out a lot of free content. Eventually, yes, I'm going to put out paid content to hopefully bring in some extra money. Other studios and agencies do it. Other people do it. Other companies do it. So there's nothing really bad, too much bad about that. The problem is how Dribble handles that. Ever since uh, Dan Cedarholm, which is an amazing, phenomenal guy, uh, I think he goes by Simple Bits um, on social media. Definitely check him out. I've actually sat down and had breakfast with him at Epicurrent's Winter Work Week in 2018 a couple times, and he is just the sweetest and nicest guy ever. No, no uh, bad feelings or anything like that towards him. He is simply amazing, as his name, Simple Bits, uh, kind of illustrates. But what's happened is we've seen ever since he stepped down from Dribble, a lot of negative things have happened. Uh, for those of you who have been on Dribble for a long time or have followed people who are on Dribble, you will know that back in 2018 or 2017, I can't remember exactly uh, when it was, it could be sometime around there, they had this big fiasco where they decided to put a big paywall in front of anyone who was trying to uh, hire people for work. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still uh, something that is there or something that they ended up uh, keeping, but basically they were charging a $250 a month uh, fee for people to even just respond or message illustrators and designers and, and people uh, like that to hire them for work. And the entire community went up in an uproar about this, including myself. I even commented on, on the post as well, announcing this. And it's something that, you know, it went on a, like a day or two before they actually even addressed it. And it just kind of spiraled out of control. Now, I think that they ended up, you know, canceling that idea or at least rolling it back a little bit and instead using it for other things. Uh, I think now in order to actually post a job on Dribble, you have to pay $250 for the posting. Um, but you can kind of see like how these things can negatively affect the community. And that's been the biggest thing about Dribble is the community has always been this major part. And yet they've kind of let the community die off over the years. A lot of people have felt, you know, kind of negative towards Dribble for these aspects. I don't necessarily feel too negative uh, about it. I do feel negative about other things about that's been going on with Dribble, unfortunately. But when it comes to them trying to make money, I, I'm not too upset uh, with that because again, their company, their job is to make money for themselves to pay their employees and everything. 
So the problem that I do have is just like some of the things that they've done in the past and some of the different money-making ideas that they put together. One of the main things is the actual dribble hang time and the workshops themselves that they put on uh, online, the webinars and things like that. And the problem I have with dribble hang time was the cost of it. The cost for dribble hang time, from what I remember, because I don't think they've done one since before the pandemic, they had stopped it, I think. It basically costs over $500 a ticket for a single one-day event. Now, a lot of these other conferences and um, different events that go on throughout the years before COVID, they would charge maybe close to $500 for a two- to three-day event. This is Dribble doing a one single day event for $500. Now, for a lot of creatives, you know, especially the creatives who are on Dribble, the younger creatives, the ones who, you know, aren't necessarily making, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, on Dribble and everything, which by the way, I've never made that much from Dribble. But, you know, the people who don't, you know, necessarily make a whole lot from it, they have to basically choose, okay, do I, you know, pay rent or do I pay for college or do I do, you know, whatever instead uh, or do I go and buy a $500 ticket to the Dribble Hang Time event? And especially if you're not in the area, if you're not local, then you basically have to also pay for airfare. You have to pay for a hotel. You have to pay for all of these things. And so you're looking at probably $1,000 easy just to attend a single one-day event. I'm not a fan of that. I, I think that's highway robbery. That's the the biggest thing, the biggest tick that I have uh, against Dribble right now. Again, I love Dribble, and I know that there's a good possibility that I could even get banned because of the fact that I am talking about this stuff. Now, some of you might be asking, wait, wait, wait why would you get banned for this? Well, this is another uh, problem that's been going on with Dribble is the shadow banning. There has been a lot of people over the last couple of years. I don't know if, if it's gotten better recently, but there's been a lot of people who have been banned simply because they speak up about Dribble and specifically about the CEO of Dribble. I'm not going to go into too much detail about that, uh, but that is a big concern and a big negative about Dribble is because you have these people or you have this one specific person who is banning people just because they say something negative. Now, that's not okay. And that's why I'm kind of like, I know that by coming out and saying this stuff that there is a possibility I could get banned. You can bet your bottom dollar that if they if they were to ban me, I would definitely fight it and I would definitely share it uh, very consistently on social media to where I don't think it would be very in their best interest to do that. You know, there's a lot of problems with that. And, and to go back, I know I kind of just like went off on a tangent. It's because that just popped up in my head. But to go back to, you know, the webinars and workshops, Dribble started putting on, especially during COVID, they started putting on these webinars and workshops online, you know, including people like Aaron Draplin, uh, which by the way, I love Aaron Draplin, good, you know, good friend, not saying anything negative about him. But I'm, what I'm talking about is the fact that there's a lot of these different types of webinars and workshops that we've already seen. There's stuff that you can pretty much learn on Skillshare or in YouTube videos. And yet Dribble is putting a very, very large paywall uh, in front of these types of events. 
And it's not great. It's really bad, actually. It's really uh, a negative thing to go through and do that. Um, in reality, you have all of these people who are hurting from you know, not getting freelance work or not having steady work or not even having jobs because of the pandemic. You know, Why not offer these webinars and workshops for free to kind of reinvigorate the creative community and bring back the creative community that you guys have started losing because of all this? So it's like there's so many things that they could be doing different, and they probably had conversations about this. I have no idea. I'm not in the Dribble HQ or in their Slack channels and things like that. So I don't know if these are things that they have brought up or things that they have talked about. But to me, it just seems like they focus too much on a lot of things that they could be doing a lot better. But the final thing that I'm going to touch on, this is actually the whole thing that sparked all of this. Um, about three or four weeks ago, probably it's been about four weeks I actually went and I can't believe I'm about to say this. I went and I got a Pro Plus account with Dribble. Now, what the heck is a Pro Plus account? It honestly, from what I can tell, only does one thing different than a regular Pro account. Which, by the way, I've had a Pro account since you know 2013. I was paying about $36 a year for a pro account. It basically allows me to see analytics on my dribble shots and it allows me to get uh, project inquiries um, through my messages on dribble. That's the only thing. That's the, the only you know caveat to that. Generally, I actually get between I get between uh, one to two projects per year from dribble. Uh, it used to be I would get three to five projects from Dribble. It has severely died off over the years. Uh, partially, it could be the fact that I haven't, I don't post, you know, every single day, you know, 365 days a year. It could be that, but I have seen a big deterioration. Now, I do get inquiries from Dribble. Actually, let me click in here. You know, I'm actually on Dribble right now as I'm talking to you. Uh, this year, I've only gotten two project inquiries. Both of them, uh, actually, one of them was an actual project. The other one was just someone reaching out, uh, asking for advice. Uh, and in 2020, I had probably about a dozen inquiries that came in. Now, out of 2020, only one project actually landed. Uh, 2019, I believe I had two or three projects that landed. And in 2018, I think I had one or two. So you can kind of see like, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a hit or miss type thing. And in the past, I would say, yeah, I would get between 20 to $40,000 in projects from Dribble. Now we're looking at between maybe uh, five to ten thousand dollars per year from Dribble, and that seem might seem like a lot of uh, of money to a lot of people. But when you look compare, you know, when I get projects from you know Twitter or when I get projects from directly from uh, word of mouth, it doesn't even compare in size uh, to that. So what I decided to do was I decided to do this. Pro Plus account specifically because it allows you to uh, have access to their freelance project board, or as they put it, freelance graphic design jobs. And so anyone can actually create a free project on here. They actually don't charge anyone any money in order to create a project, um, you know, to hire freelancers. Honestly, that is uh, pretty interesting because I would not do that. If you're charging $250 for somebody to uh, post a full-time job on your job board, I would at least charge them 50 bucks to post a freelance project. And the number one reason why I would say that 
is because a lot of the jobs, actually not a lot, the majority of the jobs that you see on this freelance projects board are horrible or they have a lot of people who are uneducated about working with freelancers, working with creatives, and so they don't understand how much things cost. In fact, in looking at the board right now, uh, they actually have a uh, range. They don't do, you know, they do these ranges 52,000, 1,000 to 10,000, 10,000 to 20,000, 20,000 to 50,000. I can tell you right now, after four weeks of looking at this every single day for, at morning and in the afternoon, I have never seen a single project from 10000 to 20000 or above. Everything has been mostly $50 to 1000 or 1000 to 10000 And when they say 1000 to 10000 they mean 1000 that is one of the biggest things. So I've actually gone through here, and I haven't done it um, today, uh, but I will generally go through and I will look at every single listing. I'll quickly read the description. I'll tab it over, create like a big list of all these different projects that have been posted over the last 24 hours, and I'll go through and I'll look, okay, yeah, that's something I could do. Yep, that's something I could do. Nope, that's not in my wheelhouse. And I'll kind of go through and I'll see, okay, which ones which ones you do I think could work? Which ones do I think, you know, maybe they might have a good enough budget or something like that or at least like maybe this sounds fun. And I did this because I wanted to just see the quality of projects that are coming in, you know, over this. Well, I will sometimes uh, respond to between 10 to 20 of these posts per day. That's right. From in the morning, I'll go and respond to a bunch of them. In the afternoon, I'll respond to a bunch of them. And for the most part, I have seen and I've actually quantified it. I guess that's the right word for it. I've actually quantified how many of these actually get back to me. And that is 10%. 10% will usually respond. Now, sometimes it's 5% if you go about per day, sometimes it's 10%. But for the most part, I will get people who will respond and usually it's just a one response and then it's dropped off because once we actually talk about budget or we talk about timeline, they pretty much don't understand things. So for instance, today, I actually had uh, somebody who responded. They actually responded yesterday and then they sent me an email today and they basically gave me an overview of the project. Today is uh, March 29th, Monday, March 29th when I'm recording this. And they came back to me and they said, so basically what we need is we need uh, four to six logo concepts for our client and we need them by Thursday, April 1st. Mind you, this is just what? Uh, let's see, we count today Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and let's not even count today because you have to basically go through all the paperwork, so three days possibly of work. And actually, they needed it by, I think, 11 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, so you're down to two days worth of work in order to get them logo concepts. And for the most part, unless I really absolutely needed the project, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Uh, but I was like, I was just curious. So I just kept reading. And they said, and we really don't have that much of a budget. Now, if you're a freelancer, if you're working with clients, and if they come to you with very short timelines, the number one thing that you do to supplement that to make it worth your while is you increase your, your normal budget. So if let's say it costs you for a full brand system, I'm just going to throw out a number $2,000. 
you know, not a whole lot, but let's say $2,000 for an example, then what you would do is you would increase it, you know, depending on the timeline that they have between 25 to 50%. So for in this instance, because two days is all you have to get them the first round of, of uh, exploration, you would increase it by 50%. So you'd say, okay, this would normally cost 2000 but because of the short turnaround time, I have to increase it to 3000 in order for us to set aside the time for that. Well, this client already says that they don't have a budget. I went back and looked at their posting and their budget is 50 to $1,000. And so I responded to him. I let them know, hey, so this is the cost of it. Normally we prefer one week of lead time, which is the time leading up to the project. And then we also, you know, usually branding projects take between two to eight weeks in order to complete at least projects of this size. And I let them know, like, I don't think that we're the right fit. Here's actually the, um, you know, my capabilities deck, which has all my prices and all examples and testimonials. Um, and I basically wish them luck. I basically turned down the project. I explained all the information. Do I expect them to get back to me? No, I don't. And I've seen this over and over again in the four weeks that I have been doing this. And I've done this not just five days a week. I've done this seven days a week where I've responded to a bunch of different projects. I have gotten zero projects. And I actually, a few of them, I actually was like, okay, yeah, sure. You have a budget of a thousand dollars for, for this. It actually sounds like fun. Sure. I'll do it. Never heard back. Oh, you have a budget of uh, $2,500 for your cafe branding. Sure. I'll do it. Never heard back. So, you know, I see a lot of these problems where people, you know, they, they kind of don't understand things or they, you know, don't understand at least to respond. And so, this goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where Dribble just needs to simply educate. They need to educate these people who are looking for freelance projects. Because right now, all the leads that are coming in, the majority of the leads that are coming in here in the freelance project space, they're Fiverr level. They're 99design level. There's no quality leads coming through. Or if they do, they get chomped up by all the people who are trying to find work on here that there's no possibility of you even getting the work. So what Dribble needs to do, especially with this freelance project section, if you are going if you're going to charge creators, and by the way, to get a Pro Plus account, you have to pay $20 a month. $20 a month, which that's more than a Netflix account, that's more than uh, Hulu, that's even more than HBO Plus. So that's a lot of money to be charging when there's not a ton of return unless you can get one single project out of all this. There's no real return or at least no return that I'm seeing with this. And from what I've looked at, it doesn't look like it's very easy to switch back to a regular pro account. But what they need to do in order to make this whole freelance projects better is that they need to add a paywall. That's right, I'm actually saying they need to add a paywall here where you have these people who are posting jobs where they have to pay, shoot, pay $25 a posting, pay $50 a posting, but pay something in order for them to post this because otherwise they're just gonna keep posting stuff and they're just going to waste a lot of other freelancers' time. You know, and with that, they need to actually have whenever somebody creates an account on here specifically to post a project, 
they need to include some sort of video that they have to watch, not just something that they can skim through or ignore, but a video that they have to watch that explains all of this or some sort of PDF they actually have to sign and read in order for them to understand, okay, you know, this is how much it costs for branding or this is how much it costs for illustration or this is how much you should budget for these things. And unfortunately, they're not doing that. Or at least that's not what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing them doing that. And it's really, I feel like it's very hurtful for their creative community, especially the ones who are looking for freelance work. So I think that's what they need to do is they need to go through and they need to educate the people who are, who are, you know, using this platform for these freelance projects. They also need to put a paid wall for those people as well, because otherwise you're just going to get all of these small little projects that aren't necessarily going to help creatives or help freelancers, no matter what level you're at, because what's going to happen is you're going to have so many uh, horror stories, so many clients from hell with this, that's not going to be worth it for people to keep doing it. In fact, I posted on Twitter a couple weeks back and I asked people, you know, have you used the Dribble Pro Plus account? Have you looked at the freelance project boards? And I was flooded with DMs from people, people who didn't want to necessarily speak in the comments because they're afraid of getting shadow banned. That's right, people are afraid, even on other platforms, of getting shadow banned for speaking up against Dribble. And so, you have these people DMing me and they're like, man, I signed up for this. I tried it and there was nothing. It wasn't worth it. And the worst part is, is they're wanting, they uh, tried to, to cancel or go back and they couldn't figure out how to do it. And the dribble support didn't get back to them. And so they're running to all of these problems and it's just, it's horrible. I feel so bad for, for all these people who are putting in, you know, paying $20 a month, like $20 a month for my business. It's tax write-off. It's not that bad. But for the people who don't have the money to really do it and yet they're doing it and they're not getting a return, it's so hurtful. It's so sad that we've gotten to this point and everything. Now, let me reiterate, I still love Triple. Does it need a lot of work? Oh, yes, it does. Bet your bottom dollar. It needs a lot of work because there's been so many problems over the years. And I don't know what the answer, what the one-all, be-all, correct answer on how to fix Dribble is. But I do know that they need to do something about it quickly. Otherwise, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, we might not see Dribble anymore. Dribble might have gone the way of the dodo bird. It might go extinct, or at least it'll go to a point where, you know, none of the major players who may dribble the way the, the size it is or the, how big it is, all those people are going to be gone. They're going to be going to other platforms. They're going to be going, you know, to other social platforms, you know, and so Dribble needs to step up. I, I, I mean it, and I say it with love. I say it with the love and the compassion I have for this platform, which has basically helped make me the creative that I am today. They need to step up. They need to get better about this. And and I apologize, you know, this is a huge rant and everything. I don't know if you guys, you know, are, are going to love this episode. You guys are going to hate it. But the truth is, like, you go in here and you look at, you know, all of these people who are posting. There's so many people that are still on there that are still posting that I remember from all these years ago. But then there's so many people who have disappeared. So many people who are no longer posting on Dribble. 
You know, like, I don't know. I haven't seen um, Nick Slater post on Dribble in a while. I haven't seen Raji King post on here in a while, Justin Mazel. I haven't seen, you know, a lot of people. Like, I see the Hood Sisters are still posting. My friends at Unfold are still posting and everything. You know, Yummy Gum is still posting. Uh, Moody is still posting. Like, there is still people who have been posting on here for a very long time. They're still doing it. But there's so many people that you would always see on here posting and they're not and it's really sad it's sad to see that and it's because of just how things have been going on over the last couple of years now i hope it changes i hope that dribble can have a resurgence they can you know have a rebirth and that it can bring back all these creatives that you know used to be on here that used to be posting so much could it happen will it happen i don't know but i can be hopeful and so can you guys so you know, if even if you guys aren't on Dribble or you guys, you know, are on Dribble, just keep posting. You know, keep it going. If you if you're not on Dribble, jump on there, post a little bit. You never know what could happen. You never know, you know, what kind of things could happen still on Dribble. You know, I still am posting. In fact, after I get done with this podcast, I'm gonna probably post a new dribble shot. I've got I set up basically 64 dribble shots uh a few about a month ago or a few weeks ago at least and i've been posting them um as i've been going and it's been a lot of fun but hopefully uh you guys found this episode entertaining hopefully it wasn't boring at all uh if you guys have any questions or if you guys have any thoughts of your own that you'd like to share about dribble or about other uh portfolio platforms please feel free to send me a dm on twitter or on instagram and just let me know at the beginning of the, the message, just do hashtag podcast or something like that. So I know that that's what you guys are, are referring to. And I'll try and get back to you ASAP uh, as soon as I see the message. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. You know, hopefully we'll be putting out some more podcasts in the near future. I think I have a few still in, um, in the backlog. And I'm hopefully going to be recording some more. Once I get back, I'm heading to Georgia Thursday um, of this week. And I'm going to be coming back in about 10 days. going to spend some time with my uh, mom and going to be just enjoying a little bit of downtime. Still going to be working, still going to be creating uh, and everything, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, a great rest of your day even. And please always remember to stay passionate, stay positive, and stay creative. That's it for me, guys. If you guys aren't subscribed, please subscribe and please have a great, great creative day. Go create something amazing. I know you can do it. I know you want to do it. We all want to be creative right now. It's sometimes hard, but just go out and do it. That's it for me, everybody. Have a great day. Bye. First off, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really appreciate it. I look forward to sharing more of these podcast episodes with you in the near future. This podcast was written and directed by me, Rocky Rourke, with special thanks to our brand new podcast editor, Deanna Chapman, for all of her help on this episode and on future episodes. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast or check out some of the previous write-ups and episodes that we put out, you can definitely check us out at bluecyclops.co, that's B-L-U-E-C-Y-C-L-O-P-S dot co forward slash podcast. And please remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you get your podcasting fix, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is, please hit that subscribe button. I look forward to sharing more of these podcasts with all of you in the near future. And if you ever have any questions about today's episode, past episodes, future episodes, or if you would like to give any ideas for what you would like to hear us talk about, 
please send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter at Rocky Rourke, R-O-A-R-K. All right, that's it for me, everybody. Hope you guys have a great day. And as I've said before, always remember to stay passionate, stay positive, and stay creative. All right, that's it. Bye, everybody.